what's going on, man? This is comedian Jay Bliss, and you are tuned in to the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, man. Appreciate you uh, downloading, tuning in, streaming, whatever you do, however you get this information, man. I'm glad you guys are taking part in it, man. It is uh, January 16th. Uh, we are midway through the first month of 2020. Have you kept up with the things that you said you were going to do in 2020? Has your resolution stayed intact? Have you even hit the gym at all? Is your Christmas tree down? Those are specific questions you probably need to ask yourself or you continue the bullshit that you've always been doing in 2019. Did you get the, the drama out of your life? Did you get rid of the cancer that was going on within your lifestyle that was causing you to have problems back last year? Or you just continuing on like, I'm going to wait till February. Like, 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 think about it for a second and ask yourself, did you get it done? Are you still on the BS or are you getting it done? That's the question that you need to ask yourself. Um... Lot of things going on, man. Um, last week your boy was in Utah. Yes, Utah. U T A H. Utah. Um, I went out, uh, flew out to Utah to tape uh, a comedy special, if you will. I'm calling it a comedy special. Some people might not consider it a comedy special. I consider it a comedy special. It's gonna have a title. It's gonna be able to go out and be viewed by millions of people. Um, Dry Bar Comedy is a comedy platform. Um, that allows comedians to tape specials with full production and they have their own app under Dry Bar Comedy that you can download and pull up these comedy specials just like you would a Netflix or a Comedy Central or anything else. And they changed their platform recently to 25-minute specials as opposed to 40 to 45-minute specials so they can actually get three comedians on each uh, episode as opposed to two, and they are now in season six. So I think if my math serves me correctly, I taped, and I think my special might be out maybe second quarter 2020, hopefully, third quarter at the latest. Um, and uh, it was a good experience. One thing about dry bar comedy is there's no cursing. Um, not only is there no cursing, it's a clean show, meaning completely clean. Like, you can't even go dirty in your windows. Um, so, it was a good experience. So, even going in through that, they give you like a video. They give you a lot of background to let you know the type of audience that they are trying to attract and who downloads the app and what type of audience is listening or viewing this material. So you are really well prepared and there's no, I didn't know I couldn't say that. They give you every example, like you knew doggone well you couldn't say that. So I'll give you an example. Like, swear to God is not something that typically allowed to be said because um, in that section of the country, that's considered swearing. So, you know, you don't want to say stuff like that. Um, and I think during my first taping, I think I said it. Like, I think it might have been, like, subconsciously in my head. And rather than cursing, which is a part that I might do during that section of my joke, I said, swear to God. And I was like, dang. And I, I knew as soon as I said it, I knew in my head, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't even usually say that. But I'm like, why are you saying it now? You know what I mean? So I knew that I was going to have to edit that one out. And then when I did my second tape, and we taped two shows, and they just combine the two or they take what what's the better option, you know, 
second show, I didn't say it during that joke, but I slipped out uh, shit doing another joke and I didn't say shit all the way but I said it enough so that the crowd knew what I was about to say and I caught myself and they laughed hysterically like so they knew but I know they can cut that one off too because that joke particularly worked better in the first show than me saying shit in the second show and then for the first show I said swear to God don't one joke and then it still worked good without me saying it in the second show so they could actually flip flop those and uh, the first audience, I think, like, was really a better reaction throughout the whole the whole set as a whole, the whole 25 minutes as a whole. I got way better reactions out of the whole set. But the second show got a standing ovation. So it was like, you know, it, it, like up and down, you know what I mean? But overall, it was a great experience, man. Shout out to uh, Seth Tippett's. Uh, from Utah, who was hosting the show. Shout out to Ken Kington, uh, Kington out of Atlanta. He was also taping with me. Um, shout out to Tim Cavanaugh out of Chicago, who taped with me as well. So shout out to those uh, three comedians. Um, another shout out to Nicole Workman and Keith Stubbs uh, with Dry Bar Man. Everything was top notch. Uh, everything was cool. Uh, it was a good experience. Now traveling to um, Utah. It was an experience I knew going out there, like, look, it's, it's not going to be what you typically think it's going to be. And, you know, you always going to have your uh, ideas in your head or your stereotypes that you're like, oh, this is going to be wild when I get out here. But believe it or not, man, it was a smooth trip. Um, only thing I think bothered me was that, um, you know, the whole time difference thing. Like, so I flew from Charlotte to Vegas, then Vegas to um, Utah. But what I was looking at was Eastern Times. Like, I was looking at Eastern time, so I wasn't really looking at the total amount of the trip. So when I landed in Vegas, they're like, your connection flight is at 2 o'clock. And I'm like, cool. But when I land, I'm realizing that it's only 11 there in Vegas. And I'm like, damn. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm land. I'm like, 30 minutes and then I'm a fly and it wasn't that way like so I literally had to wait in the airport like three hours for my connected flight so that kind of screwed me up and I was like in the air like way longer than I wanted to be or just traveling in, in general way longer than I wanted to be so you know that whole travel day was a lot and uh, I landed got there on Thursday I knew the tape it wasn't until Friday so you know I kind of had the whole day to kind of you know rest myself and get myself back on track um to get ready for the show um, that evening. And our, our call time was like 4 o'clock, 4.30. That call time, for anybody that don't know, is that's the time that they, they want you to be at the venue. That's the call time for the comedian. So my, my call time was like 4.30. Show didn't start till 7. They, they wanted you to be there, to be on time, go over all of the rules. You had to do some like other side tapings and stuff like that, the makeup and all that other good stuff. So that was a good experience, man. Good time. Can't wait for y'all to see the finished product. Other cool thing was, I didn't know this, but if I had known this ahead of time, I kind of knew, but it wasn't like in my head that they did a live uh, viewing of the first recording on Facebook Live. And if I had known, I would have posted it and everybody would have been able to view it, but it didn't happen that way. So, you know, next time I got y'all, next time, you know, something like that going on, I'm going to have y'all, I'm going to have y'all back and everything is cool. Other thing about the Utah trip was, um, I really, I guess I didn't get to travel or do as much sightseeing as I wanted to see because um, I didn't have a car. Like, I was doing Lyft and um, Lyft the whole time. Like, I flew in um, flew into Salt Lake. I took a Lyft from Salt Lake to Provo, which is where Dry Bar is, and uh, that was, like, it. That was a drive. As soon as I got in the car, dude was like, hey, man, um, 
He, uh, you visiting? I just start laughing. Like, come on, man. You know I'm visiting. Come on, man. I don't live out here. What you want me living out in Utah for? What, I play for the Jazz? So they were like, you know, we get out there, long drive. I was explaining to him I was a comedian. He's like, oh, that's cool. You know, you should come out and check out the show. I'm like, man, you definitely should, you know, get to the hotel. Everything was uh, was cool there. I was hoping it was going to be some food um, close by where I could walk and get food rather than try to get the Lyft driver to be like, hey, can you stop real quick right there? So, like, outside the hotel, there was a Domino's pizza and a Subway. And I'm, like, looking in my hand, like, six, hand, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. What do I choose? Do I want a Subway? I ain't had Domino's pizza since I was, like, 12. And I'm, like, is it changed? Is it good? Is it bad? But I'm sitting there thinking, like, yo, I ain't going to have much to nowhere, nowhere really to go get food. I was, like, so let me just get a pizza, and then I can kind of eat on that tonight and tomorrow for lunch. And go down in the lobby and grab me breakfast so that I take care of the breakfast and then for lunch I can have pizza again. So yeah, that's what I did. I um got a large pizza for like seven dollars. <laughs> it's like this is this is uh one step above G- the Giorno maybe, or maybe the same thing as the Giorno. Um and then uh I ate like part of the pizza that night and then uh I had a microwave in my room, so I was like, all right, mic the pizza for the other half up for lunch and went down in the lobby and Grab me some coffee and water and all that other good stuff and that little little slick breakfast that they have, uh, you know, for breakfast. And I was good to go. You know, breakfast is let's take care of. And when I got to the venue to do the thing, they was like, yo, dinner's on us. Just order something off one of the takeout menus and uh, we'll bring the food over to you. And I was like, oh, this is sweet. So uh, I didn't know of anything, like, uh, specifically, like, regionally that I should be eating for Utah. I heard they had, like, funeral potatoes, uh, which was, like, potatoes in a casserole tray with, like, cheese and like other stuff that they put in it or whatever, maybe peppers or something like that and then uh, uh, a, a pastrami burger it was like a burger with pastrami on it and I was like I wasn't really too keen on trying that but that was like was like a Utah thing or whatever so I didn't really know if it was anything I could do but uh, coming back um, to the airport I get back after the venue after I get done and I get back to the hotel it was like midnight and I knew my flight in the morning was at um 9.44, 9.44 in the morning. At 1.26 in the morning, I get a notification, and I hear the notification. And my notification basically states to me that my flight is delayed. So now I was supposed to land at like 1 o'clock, I think. No, it was like, I'm trying to remember what time it was. I know I was going to be able to get back enough time to be able to see my daughter's basketball game. But this flight had me delayed, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to get back until 9.30 that night. And I was like, that's not going to work because i got to get back in time. i got to be able to get over to my mom's place, help her with her dinner, and uh, get her medicine together and things like that. And I knew that this, that wasn't going to work. So I was like, all right. So I called American Airlines. Why do we always have to have conversations about American Airlines on this podcast? I have no idea. But going forward, I bought two one-way tickets. That's how I was able to get, like, a cheap way to get to Utah and back. So my, my flight over to Utah was Frontier. No problem. No hassle. Everything went smooth as cake other than the delay and the time that it took me to get there, right? American Airlines, as soon as I get a flight going back to Charlotte, delay. One thirty in the morning, they tell me it's a delay, and I won't be able to get back till 9 o'clock at night. American Airlines, once again, y'all screwing me up, right? And y'all keep saying, why do you keep going to American Airlines? Y'all got to understand, it's a hub here in Charlotte, and American Airlines is the hub at Charlotte. So 
even when I don't want to do American Airlines, sometimes the price forces me to do American Airlines. So I call American Airlines, like, hey, can you switch my flight? It's like, yeah, but the flight leaves at 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, all right, whatever, it's 1.30. So I already know right now, look, bro, you're going to have to get up at 3 o'clock, 3.30 this morning. You got two more hours of sleep. You're going to have to get up at 3.30, wash your ass, get dressed, pack everything up, and get out. So, all right, I'm like, I'm cool with it. All right, thank you. Hang up the phone, click. Put my alarm on. 3.20, my alarm ring. I get up, jump in the shower. You know what I'm saying? Shave, do everything I got to do, whatever. All right, pack all my stuff. I'm, I'm packing everything. I get everything packed, get everything ready to go. Got a book bag. I got a carry-on bag. That's it. Ready to roll. Let's roll. Start doing the pat-down. You do the pat-down for your phone. You do the pat-down for your keys. You do the pat-down for anything else that you might have. So I do the pat-down for my phone. Got it. Got the pat-down for my keys. Don't have them. Like, where the hell are my keys? I do not have my keys. All right, so I'm looking through clothes, I'm looking through zippers, I'm looking through everything else. What I have on when I got on the plane? What did I have on when I had on yesterday? What do I have on now? Where did I, where did I drop my keys? I do not, I do not have my keys. And I'm like, shit. So now I'm pissed off. So it's, it's, it's getting late. Like I'm, I'm flipping the room. I'm, I'm flipping everything in a room. I'm thinking in my head, like, where, 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 did I, where would I have these keys? Like I only went to, I'm, you know. It's either at the hotel, it's either at the airport, it's at Domino's Pizza. <laughs> like, like, this, like, those are the only places I was at, you know what I mean? So, I'm mad. So, now I'm pretty much set on me not having my keys. So, I called Charlotte uh, Douglas Airport, and I said, hey, I might have lost, lost my keys. Where would I go if I left them in the TSA line? It was like, when you get back to the airport, go to the TSA line you came through, which was A. Excuse me. <coughs> Go through the TSA line you came through, which was A. Or if it's not there, go to the lost and found downstairs by baggage claim. Cool. Gotcha. Fly back. We get through, uh, you know, get through the airport. Fly back from um, Utah. Utah connects to, where did I connect through? <coughs> Excuse my cough, y'all. Um, trying to remember where I connect through coming back. I can't even remember. I think I connected through Phoenix, Arizona. Connected through Phoenix, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, to um, Charlotte. And um, so I get to Charlotte, I land, we get um, off the plane. And um, oh, the other thing, when I was on the flight coming back, I was trying to watch the movie uh, It Too. I was trying to watch It Too on the way back. And the delay was so bad. Like every time. You know, you get through like 17 seconds in the movie, it started buffering. It, it ticked me off. So I got like, I couldn't even watch the whole movie. It was on the plane forever, and I still didn't even get all the way through the movie. But it was kind of intriguing, but it was kind of like, boo. I ain't really like it like I did the first one. But, okay, so um, I land. I get to uh, get to the airport. I go through the TSA. They took me through all these other hoops. Like, I had to go upstairs and through this other hallway and down the thing and get buzzed in and I go in there I'm like hey man I think I left my keys in the TSA line they was like alright let's check go look through these keys what they look like I'm like they look like this they got this they got that on it blah 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 we ain't find them alright cool go down to lost and found hey what's keys what day were you here I was like here was on Thursday they go through the whole thing they look through the bag they're like nah we don't got them I'm like damn so I'm like maybe I left them on the car maybe I left them in the car so I'm like alright cool I go through uh go through baggage claim, 
go out there, get on the shuttle, go to my car. I'll go to my car. I'm looking in the car, like looking through the window to see if it's in the car. I look under the car, I look on the hood, look all the stuff. Like, nope, keys aren't there. Damn. All right, take the shuttle back. Take the shuttle back, go to the, under the thing, get a, um, a Uber, a Lyft home. So I get an Uber. I don't go home. I actually go to where my spare keys are. So I go get my spare keys, grab the spare keys, come back home, get my spare car keys, call another lift, go back to the airport, get in my car, drive back home. All right, drive back home. Everything is cool. Get to my mom's, take care of her, get everything situated. Now I'm like, all right, I'm home. All right, cool. Missed missed my daughter's basketball game. So all of that stuff, and I knew I was going to have to miss my daughter's basketball game with which stunk, right? So, all right, the next day is Sunday. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, the only other thing that was cool about after all that stress, I was able to go out to uh, a sports bar, smoke a cigar, and relax my head because I was like, all right, you lost your keys. So what? Deal with it, right? So I get done with that. Uh, next morning, I get up, and I got to go to um, pick my daughters up. So I ain't seen them all weekend. And I'm like, all right, pick my daughters up. My daughters wanted to go shopping. We're like, all right, cool, pick y'all up. So I get them in the car. We driving uh, to go take them. They wanted to go shopping, right? So I'm taking them to go to the, the mall, whatever, and I'm looked down, and I'm just having normal conversation with my daughters, and we're talking about their weekend in school and all the other good stuff, and they're catching me up on everything. And I look down at my car, and my temperature gauge on my car is at, like, the highest point, like, like – there's smoke coming from the hood of my car. I'm like, what the hell? So I pull the car over immediately. Like, I'm not even, like, questioning, like, safety or anything. I just pull the car over on the highway, and I'm like, oh, turn the car off. Like, what the hell? So I turn the car off. I'm letting the car cool down. My daughter's like, everything all right? I'm like, ah. I was like, nah. I said, the car was overheating. I said, I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even noticed that the car was overheating. And they're like, well, that's smoke. I was like, got to let the car cool down for a second, mama. You know what I mean? So I get out the car. I put the hood up or whatever, let the let the car cool off for a second. And they was like, um, we all right? I said, yeah, we fine. So, I, you know, I called my uh, the kid's mom, and I'm like, listen, I said, we on this highway real quick, and um, the car overheated, so I got to wait till the car cool down so we can get off this ramp. And I'll take the car to a gas station or something so I can find out what's going on with the car. She was like, you want me to come get you? I'm like, nah, let's just let's just wait for a second. So I waited for, like, 15 minutes, tried to start the car, car where it started. I'm like, oh, man, I think the engine is gone. So I'm mad, right? So I'm, I'm ticked off. Like, this is going to be some bull crap, right? I just had the same situation. Well, the, the opposite situation was happening um, a week prior. A week prior, it wasn't going hot. It was going cold. So then I was like, it's a thermostat. I got the thermostat fixed. Went to the car dealership. Looked at the car dealership. It was like probably a thermostat situation, but it's probably a cooling system that probably was causing a problem. And if it's a cooling system, you don't want the car overheat. If the car overheat, then you got to deal with your engine. Engine's problem. If the engine's problem, you got to get a new engine. If you got a new engine, you might as well get a new car whole bunch of nonsense right anybody knows going through this cooling system anything like that it's an old car it's like an 07 so it's an old car had this bad boy for a long time a lot of miles like a 243 245,000 miles on the car i know the car is old i get it so we get through the whole uh thing car wouldn't start i waited another 15 minutes we there for a half hour put the put the uh the lid the hood down or whatever check the car it started so i was like all right car started car started i inched the way up the the ramp I see the temperature trying to go up. I'm like, all right, mamas, we're going to get to this QT. We're going to be straight. 
get over to the QT, park the car again, turn the car back off. I'm like, y'all, let's go get some ice cream, right? <laughs> so my daughters are cool. They know something's wrong, but I'm trying to get their mind off of stop worrying about things you have no control over. Daddy got you. Daddy got it under control. So they're like, all right, cool. Let's go get some ice cream. We'll get some ice cream. We chilling. We get the ice cream. And um, hold on one second, y'all. I'm dealing with some uh, sniffle issues here. One second. I'll be right back. All right, y'all. Thanks, thanks for holding on with that uh, real quick, man. I'm dealing with a uh, you know little stuffy nose or whatever, and I ain't want to be you know sniffing in the middle of the podcast. You're like, this dude nasty as hell. So, all right, we get the QT, we get some ice cream, we sit there, we eat ice cream. So it was kind of it was cool outside at first. It was like almost like sixty something degrees, right? So we was like, all right, cool. So we went and sat outside over by the um over by the uh the front where they had the table and a uh, little canopy or whatever, but it was too chilly. So we was like, all right, let's go sit in the car and eat this ice cream. So we sit in the car and when we sit in the car, it's a car parked right beside us, right? Two, two young dudes in the car sit right beside us. Right. So we sit in the car, we eat our ice cream. We having a conversation. We doing what we have to do. One dude get out the car next to us and go into the QT. Right. So we sit in there, we, we eat our ice cream. All of a sudden dude walks out three cases, three huge cases of beer. Three huge cases of like Bud Light or whatever it was. Three huge cases of beer, and the dude walked in. There's no way in hell he had time to grab those three cases, go up to the front, pay, and walk back out. So I immediately noticed it, right? But I ain't say nothing, right? So he grabbed the cases, and there's another reason that it looks suspicious. All three cases, he didn't open up the back back door to put those cases in the trunk, and he didn't open the back door to put them in the back seat. He opened up the front door, put two of them on the floor, put the other one in his lap, slammed the door. The dude was already in reverse before he closed that door. And then they drove off. So me not saying nothing, I'm just sitting there, you know, not saying nothing. One of my daughters just goes, he didn't pay for that. And I just started busting out laughing. And I was like, I said, you noticed that too, huh? She's like, yeah, it was way too fast. There's no way he paid for that. I was like, exactly. I was like, she was like, so my other daughter was like, they stole that? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. They stole it. So I'm just going, that's what you, that's, 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 you just witnessed the crime. You just witnessed the crime and that's just what it is. And then I was like, you know, hopefully the cameras will catch what they did and then they'll be able to identify who they were. But, you know, you just saw that and that's like not right to do. And, you know, eventually the karma is going to come back and, and get them for doing something that bad. You know what I mean? But it was crazy that me and my daughters were sitting there and they just had to witness something like that happen. It was like right there in front of their face. And I was just sitting there like, just nonsense, right? So I wait a couple minutes, car cools down after we finish the ice cream. And um I uh I got some coolant, put the coolant in the um uh, in the system. The car was just totally out of coolant and I recognized it. That's probably where the car was overheating. Put the coolant in or whatever, start the car back up, we good to go. Go to the mall, go do the shopping, take them home, go home, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I realized I got shows coming up, I gotta be on the road like uh the next three weeks. I got to be on the road driving. Um, so basically, after all this, yesterday I had to go buy a car. Sucks, sucks, sucks. When you're talking with somebody who hasn't had a car payment in close to six years, I don't want no damn car payment. You understand what I'm saying? So me having to go buy a car yesterday was not in my plans this month. It wasn't in my goals this month. And my 2020 has started off with a TTBS moment. 
Like, we not even through January, and this is not what I wanted. If anything, if I was even going to think about getting a car at all, at any moment, it would probably be after April. You understand what I'm saying? But I knew that car was not going to last me until April. There's no way in hell that car was going to last me until April. I was going to be somewhere way too far away from home, way too far from my destination, broke down somewhere, and I knew it was going to happen. So, ticked off that I ended up going to get a car. The only cool the only cool thing about it is is I'm smart enough to know what I need to do to go buy a car. When I go buy a car, I never go buy a car. I am buying a payment. So when I go to a car lot, I am never the type of person that goes, yo, this is what I'm interested in. I don't do that. I'd be like, yo, this is what I want to pay. And they go, all right. And I go, so show me what we can get in in this price for this amount every month. I want to pay this amount every single month. I don't want to look at nothing else that I can't get in for this price every month. So when you start telling me, hey, you like this, don't ask me if I like it. I just asked you what you what I need to pay. I just told you what I need to pay every single month. So don't show it to me if I can't get into it for that price a month. And I ain't talking about $20 over. I ain't talking about $40 over. I ain't talking about nothing extra. I'm talking about this price right here. Now, if you want to add a warranty in there, if you want to add uh, special bells and whistles and everything like that, make sure you include all that stuff into that price that I said every single month. Don't try to say, oh, it's this, but if you add this, now that we added that, it's going to be that. Mm -mm, then we not at my price. So I tell that all up front. I give all that information up front. So um, ended up going to talk to a young man, uh, you know, the day before, we went through the whole thing. He was showing me this. I was showing me that. He was like, yo, you like this car? I'm like, yeah, this is a nice ride. This is the price. Yeah, we might be able to get somewhere close to that. Da, 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 da. We're going through this. We're going through that. Then he's like, but you can get this car. And then, you know, this car got this and that for the same price. Um, and I don't see the big difference. If you're going to have the car for a long time, you should get this model. If you ain't going to have the car that long, this one holds the value longer. And like, you know, going through all those different things. So he gave me a lot of good information. So that I knew what my price was. I knew what my price was. I knew where I needed to be in my wheelhouse to get the price I wanted. So at that point, you showed me a car that I like, kind of like, price that I want, that I'm going to pay per month, that's going to make sense to me. Now that I have that price and I'm looking at the car, I don't have to buy that car at that moment. I already know what my price is. I already know what my price is. So now, let me go home and think on it. Me going home thinking on it mean let me go search. Let me go search more and see what else I find out there at this price. Because that's the smart thing to do. Because you might find something with less miles with the same price. You might find a better car with the same price with less miles. So that's why I was like, all right, let me go check. And that's exactly what happened. I got home, logged in, started searching, found the same car he showed me. Less miles, same price, better color. And I was like, boom, that's where it is. And it was within an hour from me. So I was like, all right, cool. Just went, all I did was go up to the new location. It was like, boom, same company. Was able to switch everything around. They was able to look on the system, see everything. Test drove that bad boy. Boom, 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 boom. Game over. New car. New payment, which is some bullshit, but new car. And... I'm reliable on the road now, so I ain't got to worry about my car breaking down when my baby's in the car. So that was always like that's a that's a plus, you know what I'm saying? When I when I look at it, uh, when I look at it. So um, the other thing is, uh, I will say I will say this: 
Um, nobody ever wants to have to spend money that they're not prepared to spend. But when you're dealing with a car that's older, that money going to come out your pocket anyway. Whether you have a car payment or not, you're going to end up spending it anyway. You know, whether it be, you know, whether you want to spend it or whether you don't want to spend it. So you end up spending it anyway. So that's always like a, a thing you got to you gotta realize. So real quick, uh, one more pause for the calls, man. I got a text message I got to answer real quick. So give me one second. All right, y'all. Pause for the calls again, man. Appreciate y'all uh, holding on, man. Listen, so, and you know what, man? I think there ain't really no wait for y'all. Y'all just, you know, y'all, I'm acting like y'all waiting as long as, I'm waiting. It's just pause and not pause, y'all. Whatever. All right, so um, other thing I want to talk about in this podcast today, listen, somebody get these NFL players. Somebody get these NFL players. These dudes is off the chain, okay? Number one, uh, Antonio Brown is a special dude. Uh, for those that don't know and don't follow Antonio Brown, Dude was a uh, receiver for the Steelers. Uh, he was a malcontent with the Steelers. Um, really didn't know about the issues with the Steelers. He kind of kept it in-house until things started getting progressively worse. You know, like the better receiver he became. I think, like, once he came out and they said he was the top receiver in their league, and then, like, he made the cover of Madden and he was, like, all over the media and, you know, cover kid for Madden or whatever, he just became, like, a problem, man. And this dude was always in the media, always wilding out. And I just feel like, I don't know, maybe he took like a, smoked like a bad batch of synthetic weed or something crazy that made this dude go crazy. I do not know, but this dude has had a problem, whether it be Ben Roethlisberger or uh, I remember Ryan Clark came out and, and said like back when he was playing with the Steelers that he knew the moment that Antonio Brown was going to get his money, get his contract, he was going to be a problem. And, like, it came to fruition. And then people were hating and like, yeah, Ryan Clark, you ain't know what you're talking about. But now they see what they're dealing with. Now, this dude did a whole bunch of dumb stuff. This dude got court cases against him for sexual assault and, you know, wilding out. And he can't stay off social media. Then he was with the Raiders and he caused this big commotion about he didn't want to play because they wouldn't let him use the helmet he wanted to use. And then he got kicked off the Raiders. Then he ended up going, like, from the Raiders to uh, the Raiders cut him, he got happy, and he went to the Patriots. He played for the Patriots for one week. Then the Patriots basically tell him, well, look, you can play on the team, but you cannot reach out to these people that these got people got these court cases against you and just stay off of social media and don't reach out to these people. This dude took two days from what the Patriots told him to do and did exactly what they told him not to do, which was reach out and verbally attack these people on social media that had court cases against him. It's like, you go out and do exactly what they told you not to do. So the Patriots are like, you know what, man? We done. Cut him, too. So now he out of the league. Then he was like, yo, after the league, I don't want to never play with the NFL again. Then it comes out a week later. He's supposed to have a meeting with the NFL. Then he went out and had the meeting with the NFL. Then he came back and was like, yo, I don't care. There was another team that came out and, and, uh, tr- and uh, basically let him practice. It was the Saints. So the Saints let him do a uh, sign the agreement. He went to the Saints to work out for the Saints. He worked out for the Saints, and it was like, done with that then he was like yo f the saints that was all a publicity stunt man ain't nobody want to play with the nfl no more this last incident this dude went live because his baby's mother came to the house and there was a verbal altercation right when the domestic violence situation it was a verbal altercation cops was called cops came out he videotaping him cussing at the cops cussing at her in front of his child 
um, just cussing at her, calling her all kind of bees and, uh, you know, using the N-word left and right in front of the cops. At the same time, telling his son that he loved him. His son's like, if I buy Poppy, you know, such and such and such and such, he cussing at, cussing at everybody, talking about, man, I love you, dude, and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. And then threw a bag a gummy worm dicks at the cops. This was all on, like, live. All right, so, number one, why do you have a bag of that, number one? And then you threw it at the cops. I mean, they could have got you for littering, honestly, um, or assault if it would have hit somebody. You know what I'm saying? But that's what you do. Like, this is what you're doing. You're basically you're basically telling the league you never want to play for the NFL again. You're basically throwing your money away. And the biggest problem that I had with this whole situation is that he got his boys in the background laughing at everything that he was doing. And nobody thought to take the phone out of his hand, take the live feed down, and tell him, look, man, you out of pocket. That's not what you want to do right now. If you ever want to get money again, this is not how to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like nobody told him that. Everybody just laughing or whatever. And then, like, where y'all going to be at 10 years from now? Like, literally, where you going to be at 10 years from now? You still going to have them same friends around you, them same friends you're going to be ready to support? Like, this is, this is the problem. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where you're you dealing with, with nonsense. So the next thing that happened is, so there was the, uh, and this is past Antonio Brown. So we went to the next, the next NFL player. So this past Monday, you had the National Championship of College Football. So you had Clemson playing LSU. It was a good game. It didn't go the th- way I thought it was going to go. I really thought Clemson's defense was way better than that. But apparently, man, that LSU offense, that spread offense, is unstoppable when it comes to that college, the other college defenses. So they couldn't stop the, the spread offense. They spread them out five wide, and for some reason, Joe Burrow knew how to catch the open dude. Now, Terrell Jr., number eight for Clemson, he got – the, the brunt of that offensive onslaught. And Chase, uh, number one for uh, the wide receiver for uh, LSU, looked like he's, his draft stock is going to be, he's going to be a top 10 draft pick just off that one game. Does it mean that uh, Terrell Jr. is a bad DB? No, it doesn't mean he's a bad DB. That man was playing the technique that he was coached up to play, and I never saw him back off that technique. And that technique was the same technique that he used every single down, which was a press technique. And that press technique is based on your defensive line being able to get to the uh, get to the quarterback. And if the defensive line can't get to that quarterback, you are basically on an island. And that's what that man was every single time. Now, if he was taught a different technique, which was maybe back up a little bit, maybe press, maybe play a, a follow technique um, and not press. Because the thing that people don't understand about playing quarterback is – when you push, when you when you try to jam that receiver and that jam, and that receiver smacks your hand away and they're running, when you standing flat-footed or you standing in the position of let me push first and then chase, you already three steps or two steps behind sometimes depending on what route that that receiver is running. So don't look at that man and keep saying, oh, why do you keep getting burnt? Keep playing the technique that he was told to play. Now, you mess around and don't play the technique that you told to play and that receiver run a different route, and if you would have been on that route if you had ran the technique that the coach told you to play, then you in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So he just played the technique he was told to play. You know what I mean? And, and it didn't work out. You know what I mean? But um, LSU, man, congratulations to LSU Tigers, man, for winning the national championship. Man, SEC back on top. So it was like SEC, ACC, SEC, ACC, SEC. So, like, that's what it's going to, man. It's time for the other conferences to step up. 
um, and, and, and get a piece of the pie when it comes to the national championships. But after the game, Odell Beckham Jr., another wide receiver, NFL. So Odell Beckham Jr. played for LSU, right? Now, a lot of people don't know that. They only know him for the Giants. But he was a, a badass wide receiver for LSU. So obviously he was happy that his team made it to the national championship. So he was at the game. After the game, he congratulated players, and he is counting out money in front of cameras, handing it to these college players. Anybody know the NCAA, that is a violation of NCAA rules. But he wants to be in the spotlight, and he's fanning out money, counting it like he a pimp, and he's smacking it in their hand, and he's paying these players. Why didn't nobody tell OBJ that wasn't a good idea? And why is he putting his school at risk for being put on sanctions from even competing next year in the college uh, championship? Because if they feel like it's a violation, the best players that he was paying money to, would it, if they're still eligible, they're suspended next year. So they can't play. And if they can't play for a certain amount of games, maybe they lose two games. If they lose two games, maybe they're not eligible to be in the playoffs because of their ranking when they do stuff like that. So you took the opportunity to be all about yourself, not thinking about the school or those players or the program. You're all about yourself. Like everybody know you got money. Everybody know you got paid. But why would you put your own program in jeopardy? Your parents went to that school too. Why would you put your own school in jeopardy also you could be on the spotlight? Now, karma is a bitch. So you get done doing that, all about you. Now you're in the locker room celebrating with the team. They're having a good time. Cop walking past, you slap the cop on his ass. So you slap the cop on his ass, he press charges. So he pressed charges. Now you got charges pressed against you, right? Because you being a, a dumbass, right? And I think the charges are BS, you know what I mean? Because even if you was playing, even if you was playing in that situation, um, I feel like, you know, you could have looked a little bit more playful to let the cop know you was playing. But when the cop looked back at you on the video, you didn't look like you was playing, and the cop definitely didn't look like he was playing. So, yeah, now you know you're in trouble because at that moment you could at least say to the cop, hey, man, I'm just playing with you, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just excited about the game. Say something. But now you're being charged with simple assault, which I think is BS, but – I think it's a, it's a, it's a message. Like y'all y'all not just gonna do what y'all want to do, and y'all not just gonna be able to get away with the things y'all think y'all can get away with just because y'all athletes and y'all got a lot of money. But again, where are your people in your corner to be able to stop you from doing um, the dumb stuff that you're doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Like wh like where where are the people to be able to pull you to the side and be like, look, dude, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Chill out. You know what I mean? You just wilding out for no reason. You know what I mean? OBJ wilding out for no reason. Now, here's the thing. Will it curb his behavior? That's the question. Do y'all think it's going to curb his behavior? Do you think he's going to still do the same stuff? Do you think he's going to chill out? you think he's really going to get in trouble? you think these charges are going to stick? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the type of things that I'm worried about. Like, do you think these charges are going to stick? What I want to know is, is what's going to happen with LSU? And is he going to take the brunt of that, or is he going to be apologetic for the problem? Because you know the problems is coming. You know people are going to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it. Selfish, man. Just selfish. Just straight up selfish. You know what I mean? I'm kind of glad. I'm glad that dude ain't on my team. I'm glad he ain't on my team. I don't even care if they if he was a free agent. I would not want the Eagles to pick that dude up at all. 
Antonio Brown, don't want him. More of a problem. I really don't see Antonio Brown playing in the NFL um, ever again. Um, then I saw the um, I saw the uh, Netflix thing on Aaron Hernandez. Um, I knew the story. You know, this one was a little bit more in depth, so you was able to see a little bit more of what was going on and all the other intricacies of this case. Tragic story, man. Um, dude didn't know about his, his father and how things was and uh, the, 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 the relatives, relatives, husband moved in with his mom after, like, his dad died, like, immediately after his dad died. Like, this other dude was living in their house, like, sleeping in their dad's bed. Like, that could screw up a 16-year-old, man. I mean, that, like, that was just brutal. You know what I mean? But, you know, not knowing, like, his whole background and then, like, he was hiding the fact that he was uh, bisexual, um, and then they had people that was verifying that information, like dudes that he had slept with, like in high school, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was, it was real tragic, man. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that whole story behind him trying to hide the fact. And then like the dude that he killed might've been killed because he knew or he found out that this dude was gay. And then the fact that once that word came out that he was homosexual, two days later, he killed himself. Like that's real tragic, man, to be dealing with. Like stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So, I felt like uh, it was a real, it was a real bad situation, man. And if you didn't know the story, and I ruined it for you on Netflix, man, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of Netflix, if you haven't seen this, and I'm going to try my best not to spoil it for you, and if you feel like I'm gonna spoil it for you, and I'm gonna mess up, just cut it off, and then go watch it, and then come back and listen. But that uh, documentary, don't uh, fuck with cats craziest thing I done seen in a minute. In a minute. In a minute. So, don't F with cats. Uh, short story uh, is guy gets online, internet age, people on Facebook, people on social media, it's, it drives people. People click on links all the time. Whether you want to click on it or not, Somebody says, hey, look at this, and you go click on it, and then you'll never know what you're going to see. Uh, the video started out, one boy, two cats. That was the name, or two kittens. That was the name of the video. Little boy was on there, or not little boy, but young man was on there, two kittens. Long story short, he did something real messed up to these cat, these kittens. Real messed up. Like the worst thing possible. These people get in an uproar. They get mad. Um, they tell you what happened. They don't show you what happened. They tell you what happened. Uh, people get upset. They go on this uproar, uprage, uh, get an uproar. They're, they're outraged. Um, and you know you can't screw white people when it comes to animals. White people get mad as hell. And, um, and the guy that did it was white, too. So I don't want to make it seem like it's a race thing. But you just know the, the contingent of white people that are animal activists are like the 90% of so and I'm making that number up but I feel like I'm pretty accurate on that 90% and I'm sticking with that number um <laughs> so they are on a mission to find this dude they want to find out who this is the dude that did the initial video was very smart he's a troll like he's he's like a, a asshole troll if you will like trolling to like the nth degree trolling so much that he knew that people was going to try to find him so his whole goal behind the video initial video was to basically throw people off their route 
of trying to find him to make him start to make them start looking somewhere else from the jump. This is how this is how trolly this dude was. And then as they go on, they find out that this dude has been an internet type type dude for way longer than they probably thought they were. Like this dude just knows things and how to stay hidden and all these other things. And not only was he trolling, he was trolling so bad he gave them his name. Like say, yo, this is who I am. Like, like that's how arrogant he was. Like, you ain't gonna catch me. It don't matter. This is my name. Like, so now they're like, is it him? Is it not him? Are we chasing the wrong dude? Are we not chasing the right dude? And it's like you're going back and forth. Like, is it the dude or ain't it dude? Like you, like it's going. And like these people were literally their whole like they were spending a majority of their time trying to catch this dude. And like literally, dude was trolling so bad, he went up to one of the ladies' job and taped her job, like her. Like where she worked and everything. I don't. She didn't get her on tape, but he was taping all, the whole job. Like I'm up at your job. Like crazy, craziness. Just watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. And and then you can have a discussion with me. You can hit me on bliss at uh, blisspodcast at gmail Put in your comments. Put in what you what you feel. Your any questions you got. Anything that you felt about it. Whole thing. And we can discuss it back and forth about this podcast. On this podcast, I don't care. Watch it. And then be like, yo, it's some crazy-ass people out here. I mean, messing with the cats, it progressively got worth and went into other things. But just watch the documentary. Tell me what you think. And uh, it's that crazy. Okay? Now, um, it's going to be a short podcast this week, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Just wanted to give y'all an update on me getting to uh, Utah, doing my dry bar comedy. Be on the lookout for that. I will be giving information on that as soon as possible, as soon as I get it. Don't forget about the, the taping that I did for Live at Nashville. As soon as I get information, I'll let y'all know about that. And uh, I'll let you know about any shows that I got coming up. I'll be in Abbeville, South Carolina tomorrow. Got a show with my boy Sean Jones. Following week, I'll be uh, in another venue in North Carolina, and I'll give you that information in the podcast next week. And uh, we're going to keep it moving, man. And I uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in to the Blisses Ignorant Podcast. And, uh, yo, appreciate y'all, man. Don't forget, man, hit me up on social media, at Comedian J Bliss. Also, uh, Comedian J Bliss on Facebook. And, again, podcast information, talk, comments, feedback, blisspodcast at gmail.com. Peace out.